Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast, the podcast where we have gone through all of the movies, including Infinity War. And we did an Infinity War podcast, but we're back to do a little bit of a overtime podcast today. And there's just so many takes, so many different theories that we have to get into. I am one of your co-hosts, Anthony Canton III. And as always, and it's such a pleasure to be back, as always, joined by co-host Jake Christie. Jake, what's happening? Nothing much. Glad to be back. Jerome Chang, Black Dragon Rolls in the building. What's good? I miss the hopeful days when we last talked about this and the Raptors were still in the playoffs. But uh, generally speaking, I'm great. (laughs) Also... Our, and this is kind of like, a, this is a kind of a official, official announcement. She's been on the podcast before. She's been great in terms of all of her takes. She's powerful up in here. And she's an official member now of the Marvel Cinematic University team. Nitsan mm. Bluffstein is in the building. What's going on? And welcome to the squad. Thank you. I can't believe you said I have great takes, though. I feel Listen, like... Yeah, I mean, the greatness of a take is not not the case, but I mean, mad love for saying it. (laughs) I mean, the greatness of a take is really about how strong it is, not the value of it. It's not how agreeable it is. It's, yeah, Uh, no. (laughs) The value of a take is how strong it is. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm hyped. Yes, absolutely. And of course, we got a special guest in the building with us. You know him from the Back to Back podcast, Mariano Bivens. I'm What's him. good, brother? What's going on, man? I can't complain, man. What's good, Juice? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be back, man. I always have a good time when I'm on. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, I'm back, back again, man. Ready to have some fun again, man. Yes, sir. Another honorary member of the team. And okay, so since Mari's here. You, we have not gotten your takes on this movie as of yet. Oh man! Give give a, give us some general thoughts. The floor is yours. The space is yours, and we'll be happy to listen to you. So I'm, so, so I'm gonna say this: I saw the movie now three times. Um, the first time, my wife and I we went, you know, to the theater. We saw it, everything. I had a couple shots at the bar before we went in. Um, obviously she didn't have anything to drink cause she's pregnant again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just, just congratulations. congratulations. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. So the next day I came back home, caught it on the fire stick, allegedly. Um, and then we watched it again, like maybe like a week later. So my overall thoughts of the movie is that first and foremost, Thanos was everything I expected and more. Um, I think the way his, the, the, the way he was written, every single thing he said was damn near a quotable line. Like he has so many gems in the movie. Um, and I saw a lot of people saying that it was rushed, but most of the people who I saw that said the movie was rushed, their first movie that they ever saw from the whole thing was like Black Panther. Yeah, so it's right. like, yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, I remember the first Iron Man, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I don't, it, it's different. And you know, this movie, everything led up to this movie and the things happened the way that they were supposed to. And I feel like they happened at uh, a pretty, a pretty decent speed where it was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Um, uh, obviously, I think Thor was my favorite, my MVP. My wife and I had that conversation on the way home. Like, my MVP was Thor. Hers was Spider-Man. I'm not mad at it. I love Spider-Man in the movie. But for me, Thor was just, like, he was really with it. Like, you know, one person back down, obviously. We ain't gonna talk about that. But for the most part, everybody kind of stepped up and they were ready for Thanos. But Thor was the only one that was like, nah, bring him to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want yeah. this smoke, bring him to me. And he saved everybody's ass on Wakanda, like... It's just what it is, but um, I, the movie is is incredible. Like I, I loved it. What did you think about how it ended? You know what? I felt kind of, I'm not gonna say confused, but I sat there and I was like, "Damn, am I supposed to feel good that he left and like now he's just because here's the thing. Anybody that knows me knows that when I get off work or it's the weekend or whatever, I'm probably sitting on the patio with a beer. I'm chilling, looking at the weather. That's what he was doing. <laughs> and so I kind of, a part of me was like, yeah, I, I get it, bro. You just had a tough day of like slaying half the population. You, don't wanna have a, you know, I get it. Like, I, I get it. So it just kind of left me. I, I'll put it like this. I didn't react to it until the next day. Like, I didn't react to it. I texted my wife and I was like, yo, that movie was so fucked up at the end. Like, goddamn. But, but, but that mm-hmm. night, 
I don't think I I don't think I processed it correctly because I was just like, what the fuck? Just I'm like, what, what the fuck did I just see? Like, th- is that real? I feel like oh, yeah. you. Uh, I feel like you had. You went through. Although it took like a night, the process of the gif of you eating the pepper where you put your hand on your chest <laughs> and you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. That that. Listen. That reaction. Like that. That moment right there where everybody saw that clip that Jake is talking about. That's what it was. Like at first, I was like, nah, "All right, it was cool." And then the next day, I was like, "Wait a minute. No, this shit is real. Like, no, this shit happened." So. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it hit me the next day, like, man, it, it was it was it was fucking insane. I mean, it was think, a lot. Yeah, it was a lot to process from from uh, from from that standpoint. And I guess like to kind of transition, like to to get everybody included here and where we're kind of going, because I think now that everybody's kind of seen it a couple of times, like we can get into kind of like more overall thoughts of the movie and what we felt like if there was anything extra that you guys felt uh i know jerome was about to jump in so i'll let you go first no um just really to mariano's point about his reaction after the movie for as quick as well we have all the build-up of course from the whole mcu leading into it but so much happens in this movie that i don't think you can just sit there at the end and think like oh like that makes sense like you need to process it i think that's why i think everyone on this call had to see it at least twice, if not more. Just because not only were you trying to make sense of what you saw, but there's probably things that you miss. Because the first time around, I know when I watched, I was so hyped that there were just moments I would miss immediately. Or Mm -hmm. if, like, a line drops and I'm, like, laughing through it, I, like, they're so efficient with every piece that was used in there that, like, there was nothing, there was no fat to be trimmed from this movie. You had to just, like, take every piece in. To really uh, understand and appreciate it, yeah. yeah. One of the one of the parts that I missed um, was I, I don't know how I missed it. I guess in the moment it just didn't register. But the next time I watched it, uh, which is the next day, I didn't realize just how far Thanos had tossed Gamora on the first time. Like I didn't realize that because in my mm-hmm. head when I saw it the first time, it was just like okay, he tossed her over, and then later they showed. She was on the ground, but like when I watched right. it the next time, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, it was a Kevin Love outlet pass. Man, yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah. like God damn. Yeah, man. Oh man, uh, Jake, Jake, go ahead. Well, I, was just, uh, I was just gonna say, like, it, I think that. I think I mentioned it on the original pod, and I really couldn't get to it. But I really feel like the end of it kind of uh, sucked away a lot of the conversation about the 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 two and a half hour movie that happened before it, right? Um, and I think upon rewatching it, not I mean allegedly not in the theater, um, that you you just notice like you you notice the ways the ways that these relationships that are just in this movie alone build like that so much of the because obviously the tony spider-man relationship is a huge thing in the movie like that's the big emotional mm-hmm. core but also like you see like the way that thor and rocket like kind of bond and like how uh like how like <laughs> sweet rabbit the ways that yeah the ways that like the guardians and like tony like slowly kind of like get to they, i don't want to say care about each other because like they're not but like it's like that it doesn't just feel like, um, it doesn't feel like a cartoon where they do like one crossover episode. It feels like okay, this is the way things are going to be. These these characters. It feels the same way it did in Avengers, where it's like this is not just a one time deal. These yeah, characters. camaraderie. The camaraderie built. Yeah, and I feel like they did. I, the, that was done incredibly well because they basically have to do it in like five or six different ways. Like they have to do that over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Uh, so yeah, that that's something I noticed upon rewatching. Uh, I think you raised a good oh, yeah. point, uh, Jake. When because usually when they say a crossover event, and they've they've uh, marketed this as the biggest crossover event, you usually think of that as a one timer. And you know they'll get together and then they'll part ways and do um, their own thing. But from the first Avengers to the next one, and then this one here, every time they come together, their whole lives are completely affected, and everything that you see after is always like always harkens back to what happened when they did meet so it's such a good point um to say that it's not so much like it's just everyone's cameoing in each other's uh film as much as like no now they're in this together now they're going to deal with this together 
Right. And uh, Nitsan, any extra additional takes? <laughs> Um, I think my biggest takeaway was, and I don't, I talked about this on the first pod, but I actually like didn't catch a lot of things. So there were some fucking teenagers. Am I allowed to? Yeah, I'm allowed to. (laughs) There were some fucking teenagers in the back who had clearly like only seen one or two movies before this. Didn't understand (laughs) the gravity of sitting in that movie theater opening night. Whatever. Moral of the story is I should have slapped them. But that being said, I missed a lot. But what I like really took away from the second viewing was that I wasn't bored throughout. Like it's, it's a difficult thing when you have a two and a half hour movie and you're stuffing so much into it. It doesn't matter how good of a movie it is. The second time around, there's going to be bits where you're kind of like, okay, you can move along now and like move faster. And it feels like <laughs> right now it went by faster the second time. And mm-hmm. this is such a good fucking movie. Like I, yeah. I, I would watch it again directly after you know if there wasn't such an emotional toll at the end Um, and then i think on like a more detail level i i've spoken i think i've talked to you guys about this but i think the stormbreaker is going to be huge in actually defeating thanos for two Mm -hmm. reasons a thanos only kills half he doesn't kill for fun right we've talked about Mm -hmm. that thanos kills because it's like a way for him to help control the population and now on the star planet um and i can't remember the name of it that was making all of the weapons with uh what's his face little peter dinklage wow, i can't remember the name yeah peter thank dinklage, you yeah. Uh, it's like i tree or something like that i don't know how to pronounce it okay <laughs> Neither could he, he killed off the entire population except him which was like odd right but to mm-hmm. me that means that he wanted to kill off the star because he understood how dangerous what they can make on that star was and you guys remember at the very end, like the one thing that Thor fucked up is he didn't go for the head, which is now like, right. super famous, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so I Can I make one request? Can you get closer yeah. to the microphone, please? Me? Yes. I'm, I'm lo- so close. In that case, oh, then. Sure. In I that thought, case, I then. I said Jake. It's no. said Jake. This is oh, what's he say? In that case, like unplug it and plug it back in because your levels are very, very low. I hate. To, I'm sorry. I hate to cut you off, but it's getting worse. So that's why I said it. Uh, no, you're good. I'm super. I forgot my headphones at home because I'm a disaster right now. But okay. that being said, uh, <laughs> anyways, so those are my two biggest takeaways. A, it's a hell of a good movie that you could see it multiple times. It's two and a half mm-hmm. hours. There's so much to get through, and you're not like, you know, clawing your eyes out. And then B. I think the Stormbreaker is going to be bigger than we're giving it credit for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think one of the most the, the interesting things that I took away from it the second time that I saw it was mainly that I tried to look at it in the prism of Thanos' view as opposed to you're watching the first time and it's like, oh, you're rooting for the Avengers to win. But then I'm then the second time I'm like, okay, I want to look at it in Thanos' point of view. And it is so interesting. And not to say because... What's interesting is that there's been a uh, debate was sparked like a, a week. People were absolutely wondering whether Th- oh Thanos was right. It, they, they they should they should they should kill half the population. Which I obviously he was, I find. Though. Wait what? What? <laughs> what? Wait what? I mean, uh, no. No. I ain't go. I ain't going there. It's um, also no. It's not a. Uh, I mean, like yeah, is like the idea of. Uh, whether or not we need to curb overpopulation by killing people like obviously on its face i disagree with it but the idea that half of the universe like there's just like there is obviously a scarcity problem and i i can't speak for other planets but on earth for example like it's <laughs> you sure about that <laughs> like the reason why earth has the reason why earth has hunger is not because overpopulation it's because there's too many people eat like their food's not distributed correctly also i would just argue then what's the I mean, there's there's been great actual discussions about it, but like, what's the point of? Like, I, it's I, I I just disagree with the premise that the yeah, suffering so of having half pe- half the people in your life die is worth mm-hmm. than like not being not having more resources. Like, I don't know if I don't agree that that's a a worthwhile trade off. Anyway, we also talked about the idea of like, why doesn't he just double everything as opposed to half correct the population? Right? You can't do that shit, man. So that's when, yeah, okay. That's why don't we talk about it a little bit? Because I thought they can. Some people think they can. Where are we all Who standing on this? That he could have just made it like rain spaghetti and meatballs, and then everyone. <laughs> fine. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know how that works. The like reality stone can't. It doesn't like. 
change things permanently. As soon as he right. left the planet, um, when he left nowhere, everything went back to how it was after he kind of like mm-hmm. dissected mm-hmm. up the Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. like, sorry, we cut you off, man, but that's not how that shit works. No, I think that's what I say with that. Like, I, because I know there's just been a lot of takes. He has the Infinity Gauntlet. The Gauntlet can do anything. So why don't, why doesn't he just do anything? And I just don't, like, I know it's called Infinity. I just don't know that it works that way. And I don't feel it does. It was, you know what it was? Because the reason why I guess I looked at it different was because going into it, I said that I never rooted or was uh, looking forward to a villain as hard since, like, The Dark Knight, since The Mm -hmm. Joker, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So when you go into it with that mindset, when you look at it from just the villain's point of view, mm-hmm. the best thing about villains in movies is like they give them a purpose and they give them a purpose early so mm-hmm. that you understand why they're there. So when Thanos kept talking about, you know, everybody was saying it was so bad and he he said to him, this is a small price to pay for salvation. So when mm-hmm. he said that line to me, I was like, oh, well, he's not interested in a, a different way. He's interested in this way because to him. This is salvation. And I can't remember who it was. I think it was, it might have been Gamora who told him that he doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I'm the only one that gets it. Like, nobody yeah. else understands yeah. this shit. So, mm-hmm. so I think, I think that's why, I think that's why I kind of agree with the, with the point of like, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't just do anything. He had to do what he had to do because that's what he believed in. And that was his purpose, which I think if you're talking about just a villain, they stayed true to him being, or, or not even a villain. I mean, even if, if some people might look at him as like an anti-hero. They yeah. might look at him like that because it's like you, your goal is your goal is this, but your strategy and your methods of getting there is something way different. It's radical and it's something that people just would not have thought of. They would have thought of every solution but that. Mm-hmm. But I just thought they did a good job of making his end goal. He he came there and told him what he was gonna do. He did it and he left and was just like cool. Well, like, that know, was it. Well, that's what's it. That's what's really interesting. And I or I know Robin had mentioned it in the in the last pod, but. Basically, like the Avengers initiated all the fights against him. The right. like everything else that Thanos did, he was just focused on, on his goal. And I think the idea of looking for balance in the universe for for him, I think you have to if you wanna if you wanna have a realistic type of a uh, good movie. And obviously, this type of situation with aliens and a whole bunch of other shit is 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 unrealistic but just from just from the perspective of if you want like a legitimately good movie you do need this this character and especially thanos who has been built up a certain way and just so menacing and so looming um it was interesting to see that this take on him uh the way that his character was portrayed uh how it played out just fascinated me from the from the standpoint of oh wow so he's just not because it's just such a different look at him as opposed to what he is in the comics. Because it's like he's he's very bloodthirsty in the in the comics. And this, he's just focused on on his goal and and yeah. uh, the reasons why that he's he's looking to do that. So, like when I watched it the second time, that's like what I took out of it more than anything else. Is that oh wow, Thanos is Thanos's focus on what he was trying to get done was it was uh, really interesting to me. Um, yeah. I know we have. Uh, we have some questions that we got to get to, but first, before we do that, are there any? Do you guys have any theories? And anybody could jump in. Uh, do you guys have any theories as what the title of Avengers Four will be? If anybody jump in, whatever it, it just uh, just uh, you could go ahead. Um, hmm. Captain Marvel fucks shit up. I, I like that one. <laughs> I don't got a theory. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with a secret war. I think that's what this movie might secret be titled. War. Why? Um, it's, a, it's a famous comic series. Or it's famous, a, um, right. Yeah, it's a famous comic where the uh, the multiverse is introduced on an even on an even grander scale. And I think with some of the stuff that we may see in Ant-Man and the Wasp with the quantum realm mm-hmm. and obviously what I'm sure everything that we see in the set photos of Avengers 4 with Tony Stark and Ant-Man in the Battle of New York again, 
okay. from the original Avengers um, makes me believe that we're, we might see some type of time travel. The Russo brothers have already alluded to the fact that we will see the barf technology used in Captain America Civil War to mm-hmm. recreate certain memories and, and certain instances. So I'm... Yeah, I think I think Secret War maybe. I mean, it's a shot in the dark. You never know. They could call an Infinity Gauntlet, like uh, mm-hmm. Robin had right. said on the last pod. But um, yeah, that's the one I'll go with. Uh, Is Secret, Secret War where else? the um, Venom symbiote gets introduced? Also, uh, the original one, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah the original one, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Go. No, no, no. Go ahead, Neith. Quickly, because you mentioned it, the Battle of New York. Did anyone else get a little bit emotional finding out that the Battle of New York? Can you imagine that full circle coming back in the second? <laughs> oh man, game? I know. Avengers Four, whatever it's going to be called. I'll let y'all continue your theories, but like, <laughs> can you imagine going back to the Battle of New York? Out that like all this like other random death shit that happened in Infinity War. Like, okay, it touched me a little bit, but like, going back to the Battle of New York is like going back to. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yo. Okay. Yeah. That's it. So what's interesting well, I mean, about... It's funny yeah. when you t- talk about that. Like, if time travel is in play... Like, when we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe in terms of, like, all the movies and what it leads up to, this next Avengers is supposed to be, like, a finale of finales. So yeah. anytime you have an actual show and they have a series finale, they always do a flashback episode. Is our flashback yeah, right. episode they actually just literally travel back in time and go through these moments again? Right. Yeah, yeah they're gonna close that shit off full circle, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because um, I I I kind of look at it I, I look at it uh, this way, it, not just from a, a comic book perspective, but just the overall movie perspective. And then of course the Russo brothers and uh, I think uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Feige has said the same thing that uh, Infinity War broke a lot of people's hearts and Avengers 4 is going to blow a lot of people's minds in terms of what they're what they're going to do. So it's just um what are we like we're 11 months away and it's amazing right. that I'm count- I'm already counting down till uh <laughs> no, till, till till uh, May 3rd uh Yeah man. That but that's the, the the way this movie ended and just I know it's the lowest hanging fruit of the titles, but like Avengers Endgame, I wouldn't be mad at that because mm-hmm. when you when you yeah. look at so when you look at that scene and you look at that uh, the, the the conversation between Tony and um Doctor Strange when he said, "Look, I had to like Endgame now," like I get it, like that's it's the lowest hanging fruit. You could just put that, but I would not be mad at it at all. Um, only because during that scene, I felt like when Doctor Strange did that, I feel like he knew. Like, he knew because he said he played with, what is it, 14 million something, you know, different yeah. endings. And he said, how many did we win? He said, one. And so he's like, bro, listen, if we even got a shot at this shit, I got to do this. So, you know, w- whatever the odds are, I have to do this. Um, Real quick, I do want to say that the saddest thing about the movie to me yeah. is what almost happened to Tony versus what actually oh happened God. to everybody else. Like, I was sitting there in the seat. I grabbed my wife's hand and I was just like, no, like, just no, <laughs> no, like, don't, no, I didn't know, hell no, like, I didn't, nobody told me this was going to happen. I mean, I didn't even know on the I other viewings afterward, I still get hit by that shit. That yeah, is, yeah, you hear bad. that hum? You because hear that he gave hum him a line. The, yeah. yeah every, listen, if you pay attention to every single line that Thanos gave to everybody else and it ended in their fucking doom or like, it ended right. bad for them. When he told Tony, I hope they remember you. Like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, that one always gives me chills. And especially you hear the hum of the Infinity Gauntlet. And it's oh. like, oh, man. Oh, no. Like, I wasn't even also, uh, Who else had him dying? Because, like, what got me about that, beside that amazing line, I had him dying. Or, like, yeah. at least him or Captain America. So the whole time, whenever something was going on, I was like, fuck, is this going to be it? And then, like, yeah. it wasn't, and it wasn't. And then all of a sudden, he stabbed, and I'm like, okay, it's done. Yeah. But, you know, then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was I was happy about that. That was the only yeah. thing I walked away from the movie, like, oh, yes, Tony. I, I, that was, like, I felt fucked up because I was like, 
everybody else started disappearing. I was like, oh, but Tony made it cool. Like, I'm good <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I love Tony. Yo, and, I, and the funny thing is, before I saw that, I watched two movies before before we went and saw that. Um, And it was random. I, was, I watched the first Iron Man, uh-huh. 08, and I watched Ragnarok. And what I'll say about the first Iron Man is that if you didn't tell me that that movie came out in 08, the only only way I would know is because Tony made a MySpace reference. That's the only way that I would know <laughs> that that movie came out back then. Because it was a great movie. Acting-wise, build-up, like, when you mm-hmm. see the suit, how it progressed and everything, just, um... And also, I think I changed my mind on the, uh... On, um... What were we talking about before? We were talking about the appearances. Stan Lee. We were talking about Stan Lee. Yeah. Stan mm-hmm. Lee might have made the sneakiest, coolest cameo in that because he tapped and was like, hey, Hugh. Turned and around, it. it was it was Stan Lee. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, this might be the one. Mm-hmm. And I was reminded of it. So I mean, yeah, like it's I, I shout out to Tony. Do you mind it's if I because he's oh, been there the longest? Oh, no, Do you no, mind no, if no. I bring up an article that I sent? I don't know if all you guys read, but I know Jerome did. We talked about this from yeah. Vox.com. It's one it, it I feel so much smarter having read it. It basically talks <laughs> about why the dilemma and then the end of Infinity War is so it feels so different than anything that superhero mm-hmm. movies have done. And basically, at, what it says is that most superhero movies have a uh, dilemma between Kantism and utilitarianism, which is basically, like, whether or not you can trade one person's life to save a bunch, right? Like, that's, like, the biggest superhero trope in the world. And mm-hmm. always, it ends with there being some gambit where the person figures out a way to save both. Or the person who could be sacrificed sacrifices themselves, right? So it basically skirts around the issue, right? Yeah. And the reason why Infinity War is such a gut punch is because it, rather than having the the gambit where everything works out, which is going to happen in Avengers 4, it's just like, no, mm-hmm. fuck you, we're going to end halfway through Act 3. Like, it yeah. ends <laughs> with, it's like, no, we're uti- like utilitarianism is going to win. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, <laughs> crap. Like, And I, it, the point, of course, being that, like, although that is what's that st- the struggle of, like, it, like it, it's like, oh, so you should have sacrificed Vision, all these people. Because rather than it just be a hypothetical, it makes the audience look like you, got, you wanted them to try to win without having to sacrifice Vision. This is what you get. This is what happens when, uh, and obviously that's not satisfying. I'm not saying they should have sacrificed uh, Vision because I, you know value human or you know somewhat human life but i think it's 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 just a fascinating decision for them to just be like because the you the ever at least for me i knew there'd be an avengers 4 but i'm like they're gonna there's gonna be some gambit that they can stop him and just for Mm -hmm. them to be like no you get to see you you have to see what happens (laughs) uh and that just like it it feels like a gut punch because that's the exact opposite of every superhero movie you've ever seen before I do want to say, and I think Jake stated that very well, though I have to say that Jake probably the real reason that he wanted Vision alive is that he could continue to make anatomy jokes. Correct. That's, I <laughs> yeah. mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's patently correct. Also, can I bring up something I saw? People, I, I, I've been, like, obviously watching a cast interviews on and off, and I keep noticing that Paul Bettany says that he gets painted purple. And am I crazy for saying that he's more of a red maroon? Yes, that's red. Yeah, yeah red maroon. <laughs> I'm like, he's not. I mean, he's like kind of. I get, but like, he's not fully red. But he's not purple anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, with Mariano and Jake on here, uh, looks like Valkyrie and Korg are both still alive. Oh, so this is that. Point. Yes. Oh, man. I'm Korg for a second. Yep. I mean, listen. Finding something from my boss last like half one year, but I heard Korg. And I was like, yo, okay. So here's the thing. Korg is fine. He's funny. I rewatched Ragnarok yesterday and I was laughing. He's not like, he's not Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like, he's actually right. funny. Mm-hmm. But the fact that all y'all and everyone else in the world was more concerned about Korg than like any, like they got out really? of that movie. They were like, but what about Korg? I thought and I was I the only like, one who said that. No. I think there were like in two or three others. yesterday too. No, I swear to God, at least three or four people. And I get that we've talked about the fact that my mentions are like not really like a good sample size. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know these. I don't know these days. You getting up there in the, in the I don't know. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I hope you can no, say that. Just because there's a number of them doesn't mean that there's a quality in them. <laughs> oh, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. 
no, at least three or four people came up and were like, but Korg, and people were DMing me, and they're like, what about Valkyrie and Korg? And I'm like, bruh. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I like Korg. I like Korg enough, but like, I, I like Korg when I see him, and if he's fine, I'm cool with it. But I don't think about him otherwise. Like, I don't know how that what that means, but I just like I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 cool with it. Like, if, like if he's good, I'm good. But if he's not, it's like I don't know if I really I, I don't know if I really care enough to think like is he like like I told you I left the theater happy that Tony was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I left feeling fulfilled like yes out of everything that happened tony's good i don't give a fuck about nothing now i'll start to deal with everything else that made me sad but tony's good i'm good and also side note i just saw deadpool 2 uh yesterday my wife and i just saw that yesterday and i think Zazie i know what beast, you're talking about <laughs> yeah Zazie beast was in there so i'm, I'm good with that too so <laughs> i saw yeah. your tweet mariana <laughs> yeah yeah man oh jesus Show some Crazy. respect, yeah, boy. Yeah, I, I had to because because she came up because people were tweeting me about the movie. And I was like, all right, hold on, Domino's on the screen now. Let's be respectful. Let's <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let's <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, Mario, you're the best, man. All right, let's <laughs> let let's uh, let's transition into some questions. Um, we don't want uh, Nissan to fade away like uh, Black Panther, Spider Man, and the rest of the crew. Um, so we we, we want to have her in on some of these questions. Okay. Um, the first one will go with a uh, shout out to Rob Lopez Roboto on Twitter. My man Rob, Def Pen, mm-hmm. that's my family right there. Yes, that's the homie. Uh, what's good with the Hulk's pump fake, and is this Marvel's way of making up for the horrible Hulk movies? Oh, what? Man. First of all, okay, there's one horrible Hulk movie. There are not multiple. Every other movie that the Hulk is in is exceptional. <laughs> I, I guess they may be referring to the Ang Lee one, which technically is not even in the universe. Yeah, <laughs> that, we're not even. Come on, if we're talking about like not acknowledging, right, but, right. Um, is he? He's talking about the fact that the Hulk just didn't show up. Yeah, the MP rest. So I think, and Anthony, you mentioned this last time too, and I kind of forgot it. But I was saying that the Hulk needs to die because that's mm-hmm. a really crazy way for them to showcase how incredibly strong Thanos was. And it yeah. was the first 10 minutes where he, like, literally, he kicked the shit out of him, and the Hulk was too scared to come out for the rest of the movie, which is nuts. After he had already spent two years of the Hulk, and, like, we know how badly the Hulk wants to be out. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that blew my mind. But um, yeah. I think it was a great way to, like, do that without killing him off, because they kept all the original Avengers. They can't kill him. Right. So, I liked it. At least not yet, anyway. Um... Yeah. I mean, yeah, you never know. That's the other thing about Avengers 4 that's going to be interesting. I think we're going to get hit with a lot lot more surprises and stuff that we thought that was going to happen um, might actually come to fruition, like in terms of Captain America and and uh, some of the things that we may expect. I still think Tony's going to get to ride off to the sunset with Pepper, but as far mm. as the rest of them, I don't know, man. Oh, I, and uh, um, the funny thing about it is like Pepper... Like man, like I, I don't know if it's maybe it's just me, but like I feel like she came a long. I don't, I don't think she ever was unattractive, but like she came a long way from the shallow how days. Like, like she looked incredible. <laughs> like she looked incredible, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, like I said, I never thought she was unattractive, but when I saw her, I was like, God damn! Like did she always look this good? Like I, maybe it was just me. Like maybe I was bugging. But shout um, to shallow how. But, even, but even, the, even the thing about Hulk is like, I listen. I under I understood why Hawk didn't want to come back out because Hawk snuck him and then just caught like the ass whipping of his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and he got slammed too. That didn't make matters any better. But my thing was everybody else stepped up and you couldn't just come out for one second, bro. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, come on, dog. Like I just just one second, you left every and, and even and even if people, you know, some people were saved and this, that, and the third, whatever, like none of that matters because you weren't there to help. Like even if you was gonna get killed, whatever, you caught one of those jabs and one of those hooks and was like, oh no, nah, I'm good. Like that's Thanos. I'm I'm alright. Like come on, dog. <laughs> so since we're on the Hulk topic, here's another question, and Nitsan's gonna love this one. Uh, Trace <laughs> Trey Zingis, shout out to the homie Trey. Trey, uh, should. No, no. Should Ed Norton be the Hulk again? <laughs> you see, this is why. This is why I said no. Trey asked that on purpose. He did. He sure did. He sure Shout did. out Trey if you're listening. Shout out Trolls, Ingus. Are the words? <laughs> no, 
wow, I'm not, you know what? <laughs> yeah, no, no, he, you know what? He didn't listen for anybody who's listening to this. If you if you follow Boba Trey in this, like you you'll you'll understand that their uh, interactions <laughs> yes. led up to this moment. Like Trey did this on purpose because he knew that AC was going to ask the question and he knew that this was going to respond this way. I know he did. Like I I know for he's seen oh, all the possible I'm outcomes and he knew the one that was coming yeah. out as the winner. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. That's a good one. Okay, so we'll move on. Uh, uh, Rico eight. 87 on Twitter. Shout outs to Rico fan of the show. Which character made the biggest improvement from their solo film to Infinity War? Also, which character do you hope gets more moments to shine in Avengers 4? Doctor Strange had a big improvement. Strange. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I would say Thor, but I love Thor and Thor Ragnarok. So right, right. he's already been good yeah, from yeah. that point. Um, I, I was, yeah. was going to say that too. I, I, I was going to say Thor too, but I, Thor was already like my guy. So mm-hmm. I would have to say Doctor Strange for sure. Um, I mean, if you're asking who I think should get more, I guess, more shine. Um, you know what? I'm, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who should get more shine. I think who should earn their keep and, like, really show us why people give so much of a fuck about you is Captain America. Because he did nothing. Like uh-huh. He was Captain not in America the film a lot. Yeah. Captain America held it. So I'm a big Captain America hater. <laughs> held his own. He was the only one that, like, even for a second, like, held Thanos off without, like, having the Scarlet Witch superpowers. Um, he showed up and he saved Vision and the Scarlet Witch. So, like, oh, I'll no, give man. it up for Captain America. I think he's useless. But yeah, <laughs> I also think that we're under us. I'm personally underestimating his strengths. I think this movie actually kind of showcased it well. Yeah, I mean, more than that, yeah, that is a good point. I just, I just remember being in the theater, being livid, like dog. Everybody just clapped for this motherfucker right here. Like, what? Did he, because the thing was, because the thing for me, the thing was, I was going crazy over what Thor was doing. I was going crazy over what Spider Man was doing. All Cap did was showed up with a fucking beard, and everybody lost their mind. And I was like, Yo, you serious? Like, what did he do? What did he, I, I was I, and in my mind? So I mean, I guess maybe that's a personal thing because it's like. To Nissa's point, like, uh, yeah, like, what she's saying makes perfect sense. Like, he did. You know what I mean? Like, she, she's telling the truth about it. But in my head, I was just sitting there like, dog, Thor just told y'all he copied this beard. And y'all just going to give him this pass? Like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, it's inevitable, but we just thought about him. We, I can't wait to see the Hulk bounce back. Like, I can't wait to see mm-hmm. what he comes back with afterward. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, he bounces back with. As far as, yeah, I, I agree with you guys as far as Doctor Strange making the biggest improvement. Um, yeah, he was just, <laughs> him getting to fully showcase his powers against Thanos was just awesome to see. Um, <laughs> turning into multiple versions of himself. and yeah, that Thanos, was insane. Thanos was using, trying to use the Power Stone on him, <laughs> and he and he turned the shit into a bunch of like birds or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was just it just really dope. Him to and see Tony, it. him and Tony's conversations was funny because nobody ever really, nobody ever really gets pissed off at Tony. Like they get pissed off at Tony, but they don't really, I guess, like put it like like how he did when he was like dead. They don't like, usually match on. him wit for wit. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he was really, yeah, he was he was really right there with him, going like blow for blow with him. So yeah, I, I like that too. Yeah, uh, okay, so let's see. We have another one from Jimmer, friend of the show, another solid dude. Could there be anything more dangerous to the safety of children than a 95-year-old bus driver, uh, a.k.a. <laughs> Stan, Stan Lee in his brief cameo at the beginning of the film? That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, I mean, a Stan Lee cameo, so yeah. That's dangerous on its own. I mean, yeah, like, it's it brings up my thing about Stanley Cameos now. It's like, there's so few places where it's appropriate for a 95-year-old person to be. Mm-hmm. And having a job yeah. of any kind is like... Like, I, I, I get that we're in late-stage capitalism, but I don't think a 95-year-old needs to drive a bus. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, you might even have to bust over this. only thing that's more dangerous to kids is R. Kelly. That's it. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. <laughs> oh fuck R. Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck R. Kelly. Um okay, so another another um question that actually a, a point that Rob brings up that we didn't get a chance to discuss. Uh James mm-hmm. Gunn had tweeted a couple weeks ago. 
that uh, what Groot was saying to Rocket as he was fading away was was um, what was that? I love you. I love you, Dad. Or, it was, or something. Yeah. It was Dad. I think it was just Dad. Or just mm-hmm. Dad. Yeah. So oh, like. Shit. Yeah, that's so, shit for what it's worth. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. A, I think that just sums it up. Can I say that? Can I say I don't Shit. need I don't need James Gunn to do all this be so extra on Twitter like with like explaining <laughs> stuff. I don't need that. Like right. like I get like yeah that makes it sad briefly, but it's like no like like I'm never really one of those people who's like let the art speak for itself because like I don't give that much of a shit. But it's like mm-hmm. oh like just let it be. He said I am Groot and we can take like I don't know I don't need him to. It's like it's not your movie. Don't swoop in and be like I'm gonna make it even more sad for you. I don't know. Or like the whole thing um, about him saying that ba- that baby Groot was uh, regular Groot's like son. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah. fine, yeah, but like. You know that's gonna piss people off anyway. Yeah, yeah. I might be what the only person that just it? heard "Let It Be" in the Beatles' voice when Jig just said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony, since you mentioned Groot, uh, one thing that was interesting about the subsequent viewing ahead, it was interesting. Like I don't, I couldn't really make sense of it, but it's interesting to watch Groot in the background of everything because yeah. he gets played off as you know just a very obnoxious teenager throughout but i mean there has to be more to this character um because it's also the same thing like the end result of him helping make stormbreaker in the end like oh man right so right right like because that's what's always so interesting about the idea that he always says i'm groot like you don't really know what he's thinking or saying at any given moment and i always feel like whether it becomes uh, about his power or what his intentions are there's always more to him than gets let on through it but it's more interesting to just think about then like mm. jake says have james gunn explain it to us in detail um but yeah i always found I, I found it in the second viewing it was interesting to watch Groot in the background just to see what kind of like facial tics or reactions he'd have because he wasn't always just snarling you know he might yeah. look a little more thoughtful at moments like he's taking it in but not necessarily acting upon it until the stormbreaker moment yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I didn't even, I didn't even really, really think of it that way. But uh, ultimately, Groot, de- and he showed it in the original Guardians of the Galaxy. He is a major member, and he just has that mo. He usually just has that moment in the movie. And and to your point, the same thing with uh, creating Stormbreaker was mm-hmm. there. Okay, so we have another question. Keenan uh, Knox at Keenan fourteen on Twitter. Uh, discussion question: Was Thanos surprised to still exist after snapping his fingers? Uh, Can I ask a I'll, question, I'll, though? Can I ask a question? Yeah, go Ooh, ahead. Does he still exist? I don't know. That I, I was wondering about that. Yeah, watching I, at the end of the that's film. That's another theory. I was wondering about that part. Uh, that has got to be that Wakanda where he took um, Michael B. Jordan, the uh, Killmonger. But is it there? I I, I didn't feel like, like it was. No, I think it is there, but. What it like? But we don't know how what happens to the people when they disappear. What if he's like I don't know. I'm just saying. Also, I'm just saying that to be mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Ass. But yeah. I mean, like, so, well, I, also we don't know. Obviously, he doesn't. He's not fully in control of who dies because he says so, and also because there's too many organisms for him to decide. But yeah, mm-hmm. I I would assume that he would want to be still alive because I think he. Although he like is very, he has conviction and he thinks what he's doing is right. He also does have an ego about him. He does. I think he seems like the type of guy who would want to see his yeah plans, you know, be successful. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that that's actually a great theory because um, it would make sense when you go back and look at the uh, the scene where he flashed back back to when Gamora was just a little girl and he yeah. was you know you know bringing her up and everything and he he turned her face away from everything that was happening behind him. So in his mind, like like that's an arrogance within itself. It's like, nah, nah, turn away. Like this is just like I'm I'm doing this. I got I'm I'm in control of this. In mm-hmm. His mind is like, no, this is my creation. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna take care of you. It's cool. So in the end, when he ends up going through the you know through the whole cycle of he, he sacrifices her to get the stone, um, he's telling everybody else what's gonna happen. And it's this big plan and everything. When he snaps his finger, it would it would make a lot of sense that he was gone because. It would go against the whole theory of like him coming saying, "This is what I'm gonna do. This is salvation to me. I'm the only one that gets it. This, that, and the third. So it's like it. It would make sense if that's what happened. It would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I think there's an. I mean, one of the theories um, that has been that has been talked about is that the Soul Stone right now 
is holding all of the people who disappeared. And that's what makes me wonder if that's if that's actually what's what's happening here as far as the uh as far as the soul stone is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just I mean and then also uh, another thing too is like being at the end was so kind of like open ended it was like is is this the reality or is this his version of like what his afterlife would be? Like is this his heaven? You know what I'm saying? Like his 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 end game was this. I want to do this. I want to do away with half the population. It didn't specify whether he was in the half or not. But it's like this is what I want after this is over with. So when you think about it in the terms of after my life is done, what do I want? Like where do I want to exist? And that's yeah. what he was. He felt like he was in a peaceful place. So I mean, maybe like it, it does leave that door open to that theory. I'm oh, here and, for it. And confirmed as I looked up, uh, Joe Russo did a Q and A at Iowa City High School a couple weeks back. And the theory was launched to popularity when uh, Russo confirmed that the final scene of Thanos and young Gamora speaking took place within the Soul Stone. So the the orange glow surrounding them and the restored vision of Titan may have been hint enough, but Russo explicitly stated he's inside the Soul Stone. When probed if that meant that Gamora was in the Soul Stone too, Russo answered, she is. In fact, is. Yes. Yo! Okay. <laughs> they all come in back because they get them out of the soul stone. It's done. I mean, <laughs> is, there a trade, is there a trade-off, though? Yeah. Does that what? still... Well, because what Jake was talking about, the article from before about uh, the differing philosophies and trading lines, um, is bringing everyone back at the cost of maybe giving up what we have right now? Yes, done. All the original I mean, yeah, the, the, way yeah. That the, uh, the way the article I was referring to, which you all really should read, it's sincerely really amazing uh yeah. that yeah, send it to me in the chat Jake. oh yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take a look that at it. uh it um the point it makes is that the way you really get around this dilemma it usually is that you can't obviously make the decision to kill someone to save a bunch of other people or else that like goes against con like kantian theory but mm-hmm. the way to get around it is you can sacrifice yourself and so the idea is that like the the speculation is like the way you can navigate this, the that unless there's like some crazy gambit that's cheesy, the really the only satisfying way to do it is that Tony and Steve and maybe others have to sacrifice themselves. Because that what if they sacrifice themselves in the Battle of New York because Tony barely made it, and what if they go back to the Battle of New York to defeat Thanos before he got all of his Infinity Stones, and that's when they kill him and then they die too. Yeah, that oh, in wow. the, that would be that's satisfying. Awesome, yeah. God damn it. That would be. <laughs> I that, also have to hop off. So I'm yeah. gonna leave with that really depressing note. That was wow. a good note, though. <laughs> Damn it. Neats on. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Thank as you always. so much, Neats. Any, any outcome where Tony is no longer with us, I'm not here for it. I'm just not. Like I, I, I'm fully expecting for that to be, you know, true because uh-huh. he yeah. escaped in you know part one. Like I'm, I'm fully expecting that, but I'm not here for it. No. What about this scenario where we go with Anthony's, um, he rides off to the sunset, and then Robert Downey Jr. becomes the new Stan Lee, and it's his cameo that just shows up at random points in every subsequent that movie afterward. That would be I'm with it. incredible. I'm with it. I am all the way in I mean, also, like, that's it's, how it's some contracts that's up. <laughs> yeah, some, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, so, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans' contracts are up. That's why yeah, so, uh, it was like, I mean, so I guess a part of me, a part of me kind of hates the fact that we have so much information available to us. Because, Cap's like, a done deal, though. Because, yeah, yeah, like, I, like yeah, as I've mentioned a lot yeah. on the pod, it's not only is his contract yeah. up, Chris Evans has wanted he to... St- he doesn't want... He's wanted to not be an A-list movie star since the day he took the role. Like, you... Like, he obviously enjoys doing it because he seems like a good guy, but, like, mm-hmm. if you listen to anything he ever talks about anything, it's clear he wants to, like, direct indie movies, and he does not want to be Captain America. <laughs> Which, good for him, I mean. Mm-hmm. I wish I had the luxury of making that decision. I wish I could be, you know, really handsome and buff and uh, be like, you know what, I'd really rather do indie movies. But... Do you, yeah. Chris? Uh, you seem like a, you seem like a good dude. Um, uh, I really wish you wouldn't yeah. break Jenny Slate's heart so many times. But anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, can I ask the question that you guys don't want me to ask? That I, sure. no, go ahead. you know, which one it is? Because it was. I remember Jerome sent this question and said, "Oh my god, Vibish, that Vibish rag asks if you give birth while you have a soul stone, do you lose it?" 
because the whole sacrifice of life to get it thing. But then if you brought a new one into the world, would you lose the soul stone? The answer to that is no, that's, that's so stupid. That is... <laughs> I, Babish, I'm so glad you're listening, and I like that. I like the question, but it is, it is no, of course not, because also, also, you know, yeah. Like, I said, then let me ask this: and if that was the case, that would mm-hmm. be a very hot button political issue. Because when do you lose it? Do you lose it when it's conceived or when it gives birth? When does life begin? These questions would have right. to be answered if that were to be a thing. But no. Um, so then we're back to Iron Man two. Just we're in Congress now, discussing this. Now, all can, now, can I ask a question too? Now, can I ask a question then too? Does actually no, I'm not gonna ask because that's actually I just thought about it's actually horrifying. I'll say it, but I'm gonna cut it out because it is horrifying. Does the snapping fingers does that apply to unborn children? I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Does it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, is like these are the questions that I didn't want to that I've been thinking about since he asked that question, and I don't want to be thinking about them. So right. uh, let's go back to whether or not Vision pegs Scarlet Witch. Um, anyway, but we know we know he does. <laughs> you know, you know he does because she was willing to like jeopardize the fate of the world to be. Yes. You know what I mean, right? I think yeah. he create. I think he definitely created a simulation. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna cut <laughs> all this out. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's what he, he definitely ate a rash. That's what. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, Jake, do you have any? Uh, do you have any other extra questions that I may? Uh, let me see. Um. Uh, no, we kind of answered that. Uh, da, 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 da. No, While you're man. looking, just additional comment. Yeah, none. We do know Vision is the only other character who is able to hold the hammer. Just saying. Yes. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Yo, you know what I want to ask y'all? I want to ask y'all this. What was y'all favorite Thanos line from the movie? Ooh, there's a lot of good ones. Um, man, um, I think for me... Uh, I obviously I hope they remember you as a perfect one, but mm. since everybody uses that one, I loved when uh, Thanos tells Loki, "Your optimism has been misplaced." Yes, yes. Oh, that was tough. That was tough. And I the love callback Loki. that Mariano did on Pod is perfect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just gonna say this: we definitely got our oversaturated at this point. At making Infinity War references and memes with regard to the NBA playoffs. Yeah, but that one yeah. I appreciated. That one I actually appreciated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to, man. Like it was, it was there. It was perfect. Um, probably for me, it uh, the line between him and Young Gamora of daughter. Did you do it? Yes. What did it cost? <clears throat> Everything. Everything. Oh shit. Yeah, that's Ooh. a good one too. Because he's not. Because he's not. Like, I think it's important. Like, while I fully disagree with him, but I think it's like I think in the reason why in good storytelling the villains are not you don't sympathize with them. You can like you empathize with them. Like I, you know, I mean, there's a huge mm-hmm. difference. Like I don't agree with what then. I think Thanos. Honestly, I think he was too shaped by the, what happened on his home planet and has a warped sense of justice. But I can. He is a feeling person like he has right. emotions and feelings he's not a sociopath he's not like although especially with like the storyline of him trying to kill half the population it's like that easily could be like him being super logical and what have you but he that's a very seems like a very logical stance but he is governed almost exclusively by emotion you know what i mean like yeah. his he the reason he does what he does is just because he has childhood trauma of seeing everyone around him die uh, because of starvation, and so to see him at the end, like I don't feel bad for him necessarily, but it's like it did cost him everything. It wasn't like like he he simultaneously got what he wanted, and he knew the whole time it wouldn't feel good in the moment. Like he mm-hmm. he yeah. made peace with himself that yes, it's gonna even because obviously it's gonna suck for the world when half the people die. But he fully acknowledges it's not he's not happy. He doesn't want to have to do it, but he just firmly believes he has to do it. And I think that that is something that feels even though like obviously the killing half people is not realistic, that feels like something that uh-huh. a lot of quote unquote villains in this world, a lot of people who are bad people feel that way. Like that seems like a very real uh ethos. So I thought that that line was really powerful. Yeah. Well it, I mean this whole movie is essentially Thanos's hero story. Like, mm-hmm. how he comes into it, how he decides to finally, like, take over. Because all this time, I mean, there's been a lot of takes of why didn't Thanos ever come into this up until this point, which I don't agree with, but that's besides the point. Um, he finally steps in and takes over. He is, like, I, I forgot who said it in this pod just now, but he 
is never attacking. He's always constantly attacked. Which, if you look at any other superhero movie, you never see the superhero attack anyone else. They're always on the defense and overcoming. And that's what right. Thanos does with this whole thing. And he even gets his final hero shot at the end. I mean, if it's a Spider-Man movie, it's Spider-Man hanging off a flagpole looking over uh, New York, which he just saved. Like, this is his hero movie, even yeah. though he's yeah. batshit insane. But, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, oh, is there is uh, Jake? Is there any any other things that we have, and then we can kind okay, of like wrap, I'm gonna, we can get close to wrap up. Since he can't make it, I'm gonna give you Malik's uh, my friend Malik, who I was talking to. Oh, I want to uh, hear this. Yeah, his his Malik. thing was that he um he had two things. One, I disagree with, and I'll just blow by just because I don't think it's as interesting to talk about. He didn't like how he thought that uh the vision story and the gamora story were exactly the same which i understand where it's both the exact same problem of someone having to kill someone they love um Mm -hmm. but his bigger thing was that he doesn't like how it's gonna that and i he would he wants the universe to exist for at least a couple more movies in a world where half the people are dead and i said that (laughs) that would not make good movies and he insisted that they would, and I want to see what your guys' opinion is on that. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's very interesting. Um, t- see, this would be more interesting if Ant Man and the Wasp, and I wonder how they're going to have it kind of lead into this. I feel like the uh, will, the end credits will see something related to yeah uh, what took place in in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But man, if they if they did that, you know. It would definitely, I mean, for me personally, it would feel more like a comic book. And I would love to see exactly how yeah. the characters transition and have to deal mm-hmm. with a, a completely fucked up situation like half of the planet. Because be, as we saw with Nick Fury and uh, Agent Hill at the end of the movie in the in the post credit scene, um, you see just how much of an impact that type of stuff has yeah. with a, a heli- unmanned yes. helicopters uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, going into the building. If you see the Nicolas Cage movie Left Behind, you get it too. So yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't say I can't say that I wouldn't be here for that. I mean, like you said, it would have to be, obviously be done right. Like you, I'm you know, here like for one about... movie of it. That's why I said to him. I said, yeah, that I actually want I want Avengers four. I don't want Avengers four to start right where Infinity War ends. I would yeah. rather it be like five months in the future and like the avengers like people are like herded into camps and like everything's gray and the avengers absolutely are, yeah like, and we, yeah, we gotta figure really, out what to do yeah we um, gotta really see them do some superhero shit we gotta i mean really i, see I hate to like, bring it up again but yeah. what i'm what i'm actually describing is what i mentioned on the last pod is the pair i want it to parallel almost exactly uh the doctor who storyline in which half the population gets herded killed by these like robots yeah. and then like in the second part of the part two episode the world is had been in chaos for a year and you see the effects right, right, of half right, the people right. being dead and it's like i yeah. wanna i don't want the entire yeah, i want to see the effects of it I don't want. Yeah, I, I don't want the entirety of Avengers Four to be them undoing it. I want to see some of it be like just them existing in yeah. this post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Just because I think that'd be fun um, to no, see. I'm with it. But I do I'm want it to be when done. When do you guys all think Ant Man and Wasp are going to be taking place? Like, do you think it takes place after or before? It's after Civil War, so like we're gonna okay. like you know how Black Widow mentions that oh Scott and uh, Hart and uh, Clint yeah, took yeah. deals. Um, I know the trailer shows Scott. He's in house and, arrest. Yeah, he's yeah. on house arrest. So I think we're going to see that. And my guess is at at both of the end credits of Ant Man and also Captain Marvel, we're going to see their inclusion into this yeah. uh, this storyline yeah, and I how that's that. going to play. You know what out. I want to see? I want the I want the uh, the after credit scene for Ant Man to just be him showing up, seeing what happened, and just saying what the fuck, and it just goes <laughs> off. Yeah, you know what? I would like yeah. that too. Like well, that's, that's, that's a very Paul Rudd type of line to right, deliver right. too. Like. Well, I, I actually I, rather see Louise react to all this. Can I give a hot take, which I think, because uh, I was thinking about something like, how is Ant Man going to be such a huge figure in Avengers 4 when he like kind of is reluctant like he doesn't like what's his he's not a hero right but what I just realized is other than Hawkeye he's the only one with a child I think his daughter disappears Oof. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. That's, that's right. Tough. Yeah. I mean I, I hate to tough, but man. am I wrong like I think that that would explain no, why he's a big that would deal make in sense. it yeah. Yeah. Like, no, 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 he's no, no, the no, only yeah. one who has other than Hawkeye but he, he has you know and it's yeah. very clear, or even like maybe shouts to Judy Greer, almost underrated actress in Hollywood. Maybe she disappears. <laughs> um, you know, somebody cares about. Yeah. 
Because yeah. we didn't get to see a lot of that. We we actually was we're kind of spared from that. Of we didn't get to see like people the people's home lives, like how the people that they care about are affected. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So real real quick, my uh, I didn't get a chance to answer. But my favorite. Daniel Slime. Dread it, run from it. Destiny still oh. arrives. Yeah. Or should I say, I have. Yeah. And I was uh... just like, ooh, shit. It's <laughs> 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 nothing you can. It's nothing you can say. Like and that's the same feeling I get to bring it back to the playoffs. The same feeling I get from watching the Warriors. It's like nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing right. you can do. <laughs> Straight yeah, um, I think Ant Man and Wasp is going to be really interesting in the idea that you will. See, I feel like you'll see them figuring out things for their plot, but realizing how it could affect the larger scale, which they don't even reach yet. Because, like we all think, it's going to reach at the end of the film. But, like, I think Quantum Realm is going to play, but they won't even think about the context of Quantum Realm for how important that's probably going to be for them going forward. So I think it's just going to be cool sitting in theater, kind of, like, knowing the ending of this movie and, like, what's about to happen in these people, whether directly or indirectly, but seeing all the pieces that will affect them uh, further on. Mm -hmm. Right. I'd also w- quickly just want to thank Mariano. The phone was about to die uh, on his end. Thanks for thanks uh, to him for showing up on the Absolutely. show today. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah, appreciate you, yeah, sir. I, th- I think we can wrap up now then, unless you have yeah. thoughts. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, so just... th- this is like Infinity War. We're left with like, the original. Members. I know, people <laughs> fading away. It's yeah. just us. Just, it's just that's... us three. Back they'll to be us back. three. Yeah, yeah they'll back. they will return, I swear. They didn't yeah. fade away. And mm-hmm. uh, only only for this spot. Um Yeah, I think, man. Just bridging the gap between this movie and Avengers Four, I just, I just think it's going to be fascinating because it's like I almost go into the thing that I have to avoid when I go to see Ant Man is the hmm. I wonder how this is going to fit into Avengers Four as opposed to just enjoying uh, how yeah. good the original Ant Man was mm-hmm. and and enjoying and seeing how the characters continue to develop in the uh, Ant-Man uh, storyline in the Ant-Man universe. And same with Captain Marvel, as they're introducing such a uh, instrumental figure in the future of the MCU. So I guess that's kind of like what uh, I'm looking to going forward. Um, a- any any uh, thoughts as far as that's concerned? I'm so excited for Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. Both because I want to see how it affects Infinity War, but also because, like, Brie is great, and yes. uh, I can't wait to see. I think she could be one of the best. Uh, I feel like she just has the combination. I don't know if any of you guys saw Kong Skull Island, which is a surprisingly oh, really good movie. It's a really good like, movie. Some sh- I never actually got a chance. I didn't shocking. Even it actually, like, it's unbelievable how good that movie is. For how, There's a bunch I, of MCU I, people I, I also it. thought, I thought <laughs> of it as like such an afterthought. Like I was like, it was, I was bored on like a Thursday night, and I'm like, let me fire up Kong Skull Island. It's great. Anyway, I, in that, she's just, like, so, so charming and a bit also, like, heroic. I, I So I really think that she can be uh, a great hero and someone who can move the series. Like, in, in the next phases, She I want to mm-hmm. see how she can lead it, and I'm excited to see that. Yeah, actually, I'm with you on that one, Jake, just because I'm a big fan of Brie Larson. I'm just really excited about this character I don't know anything about and having it played by her like more so than understanding at all how it fits in yeah. the larger scope of things yeah awesome awesome man yeah i think this will that'll do it for the infinity war overtime pod uh want to thank both uh mariano and uh nitsan nitsan obviously is going to be a, a full-time member going forward she's going to be with us on on uh every future show mm-hmm. um and man this it's so it's so weird to be on the other side of this now and we're kind of like in a new phase of of uh, what we're doing so obviously we have some we have some things in the works as far as what we're going to do next you guys mm-hmm. will hear about that soon um jake christie where can we follow you and what where can we hear from you uh you guys can follow me on twitter at the jake christie listen to my other podcast stewarded history um rave you subscribe to this you know how it is Jerome Chang, where can we follow you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Black Dragon And just additional comment, I think it's always funny how, it, like, it, you always mention my name, but you always add on and say, aka at Black Dragon Roll. Well, because you don't, don't you know, have you don't have your name in your Twitter display name. I, I no no, <laughs> and I don't, I don't. It's it's not a complaint by any means. It's just funnier. <laughs> like it's just I forgot I saw a meme somewhere, but it just 
like to be known by your handle more than like your actual self yeah, it's or like, like just how, to only be referred that way it's a yeah it's like how on it's b2b they always call me the, the jay christie which is like <laughs> why, why, why did i have to put the i mean i i, I just should have done underscore instead right right um <laughs> but yeah uh at black dragon roll aka <laughs> Hey, hey, as as always, it's a pleasure joining you guys. I am Anthony Canton the Third at AC Spotlight Nine Five AC Spotlight the podcast. Um, I've been moonlighting a little bit on uh on a couple of different back to back pods. Mm-hmm. Uh, check check out the uh, Black to Black episode. That was a very uh, controversial episode. A lot <laughs> happened in that one. Um, we have a moment of silence for uh, Big Wads because that's really all we're going to uh, hear if we ever actually do wait for him to come onto this podcast because that's just not going to happen. Yeah, moment of silence for Big Waz. Shout out to Big <laughs> Waz. He's a, he's a special guy, that guy. Um, and yeah, Selfish the Poetry Book. And obviously, Marvel Cinematic University. Don't worry, there'll be more content to come. And in the meantime, hold on to this podcast dearly. And don't fade away like the Avengers did in Infinity War. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.